0: No matter where I go, to me it's a magical trip if I am able to combine, either by myself or with family or whoever I'm traveling with, both fun and spirituality. And notice I didn't say religion. Sometimes religion is considered uh, institutional and non-personal. I like personal sacred experiences. So today's episode, I just want to talk about some great experiences I've had in churches, synagogues, temples of various denominations throughout my travels. These are places that when I go back to the certain location, I often will think of this place or I'll go there again and again. Let me share a few of these with you. One of the, uh, the most magical places when it comes to just a, a good, peaceful feeling is in New York City and any of the older churches. When I say older churches, I'm talking about You might be familiar with the Trinity Church or some of the other churches that are in downtown Manhattan or thereabouts. There are churches that have been around 100, 200 years old or that have been around 100, 200 years and have historical meaning and significance. There are churches, I'm thinking of one in particular that's really close to where the Twin Towers came down and the church survived it did not even get damaged. Then I'm thinking of other churches downtown area that in, of New York City that are just peaceful places to visit. Typically what I'll tell you is if you go to churches, especially New York City, Philadelphia, Boston and such, some of these older churches have a lot of uh, historical American history to them. But they also, usually there's they request or they encourage a donation. Typically you need to take off a hat to go inside There's usually either people inside that have been buried under the church um, and like sepulchers under there or outside the church. There's like a special graveyard. Typically, these are places to just go and wander, to go slowly. They're places not to speak much, but to think, to think of the history, to think of the people, to think of their religious convictions, their spiritual convictions. I think of a a time that went to San Diego a few years ago, where I was able to go to the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints San Diego Temple. I'd heard about this temple in particular being uh, one model after the Washington DC Temple and the Salt Lake City Temple for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. When I got to go to the San Diego Temple, I was fortunate enough to go to what's called the Celestial Room. And inside there, I learned that there 's actually a separate staircase that goes up even further than the celestial room, which is usually the pinnacle of the temple. but this special staircase leads into the spire of this one of the spires of this magnificent temple that 's right off the freeway in san diego it 's pretty easy to to access and it 's in a kind of a, a ritzier nicer neighborhood and it 's just enjoyable to sit and think. I had the privilege of just sitting in my car for an hour or two. Outside before going in and just thinking and pondering and, and enjoying the beauty around. Watching even some of the grounds crew uh, clean up and organize. Some other sacred places for me. There's, you know, one of my favorite places on the planet is in Helsinki, Finland. And there is a Russian Orthodox church that literally overlooks the Helsinki harbor. And this Russian Orthodox church has these magnificent, you know, those kind, kind of conical... Uh, spiral uh, pillars that the orthodox russian churches are noted for and you've seen some of those in pictures of moscow and such well this is the closest uh, moscow looking building you can find in all of finland but it's this beautiful church that overlooks all of helsinki there's another church not too far from there in helsinki that uh, is affectionately known as the rock church because of the way it's built on a rock and water actually trickles into this church. Massive amounts of sunlight flood into the church. And it's truly a church built on a rock flooded by light and admitting or allowing rain to come down the, the rock walls as you're sitting in there. Typically, there's a pianist playing music, soft music, and you can go in and sit and just think and watch and feel the beauty of both nature and God coming together. Some of the other places that I think of have uh, I, I think you can't really you can't forget this one, the cathedral of uh the Notre Dame in Paris. It's undergoing restoration right now after that massive fire that destroyed much of the of uh well, weakened the architecture and some of the the buildings. Actually, the cathedral of Notre Dame is not just a building, it's multiple buildings put together over centuries. But a large portion of it burned and other portions weakened and so they've been renovating it and re i guess fortifying it and that won't be done for a few years but even if you just get an opportunity to look at the outside of the cathedral of notre dame in paris france the there's so much gothic I, i don't know if you'd call it artwork but all these gothic images on the outside that you could literally spend hours just looking and trying to piece together the symbolism on the outer structure of the cathedral, not to mention going inside and seeing a statue, uh, multiple statues to, uh, well, one of Joan of Arc and many other famous people, also seeing who's entombed there. It's a special place. We, my daughter and I actually were there one time when mass started and we didn't know it and it was a very uh, sacred experience to be quiet, to watch, to see the reverence and the respect. I could go on and on just about some of the places I've been to. You've probably been to some pretty sacred places too. One of my magical, most magical ones that uh, or special ones that isn't even having to do with a building is a a grove, a sacred grove in Palmyra, New York. I grew up just a few miles from there, but didn't really understand the significance of it. For those that are members of the Church of Jesus Christ Latter-day Saints, that's where Joseph Smith appeared or Joseph Smith saw God the Father and Jesus Christ. And it's a place where as you walk through the grove, whether you're a member of that church or a member of a different church or don't believe in God at all, it's definitely a place that millions and millions and millions of people hold sacred. And so it's special ground. Here's what I'll tell you. Whatever denomination you belong to or someone else belongs to, it's a special opportunity to go to sacred places, sacred to others, maybe even sacred to you and to show respect. I'll share one last one, a bonus on top of a bonus. There's a place in New York City, excuse me, in Washington, D.C. There's probably one in New York as well, but the one I'm thinking of uh, is in Washington, D.C., the Holocaust Museum. My wife and I, when we went through there, it was extremely quiet for most of the time. But then a, a large high school group came through and it got really rowdy. And we were frustrated at first, but then we thought about the importance of teaching by example and letting our own children know that when you go to a place like this where it's a memorial to those who were hurt, killed because of their ethnicity, because of perhaps their skin color or their nose or their eyes or some body part, they were hurt because someone hated them. That was a sacred place. It is a sacred place. It's a place where I remember going through and and just watching and observing as I went through and was able to see a, a certain guard there that I took note of in years or months later in the news I saw of his passing, and I thought about the frailty of human life and the respect we owe to each other. Well, there it is. I hope you'll take the opportunity to find sacred places throughout the world, that you won't just travel for fun or for personal pleasure, but you'll travel to be inspired, to be uplifted, to be changed, to be bettered. Bon voyage.